Hi, it's Bright Time Advantage. I'm your host, Yolanda. <sighs> you know, if you get <laughs> if you get with yourself and you're just alone with your thoughts, all oh, the places your mind will take you. Um I'm getting on right now to talk to maybe process a little because sometimes you just need to just put it out there and put it on the table and just be able to look at it and I described a couple of ways on how to really see a better improvement uh, rather than just thinking or just praying it silently in your mind is the three different ways one is write it out Two is talk to a counselor, talk to a person, a friend who will not pull their the attention back on them with a relatable story. Because while that's fine if you were in a in a place where you just wanted just to have a conversation, but if you're spilling your heart and you're spilling your thoughts, really you you lose the the momentum of being able to have a solution surface because you have the problem surface you have the disappointment sur surface but when someone else takes the microphone so to speak and relates with their own story and then they keep it you know and then they describe their own story and then they just say well you know when I had this problem this is how I fixed it and I don't have that problem anymore and it can feel a little bit like well well, dang, I haven't figured it out. All that you have figured out, and I just must be stupid. It can have that feeling, because I've had a, a family member that was like that. It was an in-law that, you know, I would describe a problem, and it was, oh, well, you know, I used to have that problem. And and then <laughs> I, I got some bumper sticker kind of um, therapy advice, and I'm like, wow, I mean, if bumper sticker advice and you know some meme advice was all that we needed to get better and and feel good in life and come to places of growth well then shoot up I've, I've read tons of of those memes and you know I've seen bumper stickers that have some kind of meaning that you know they, these five word sentences that solve all the life's problems <laughs> It's, it's not that easy. So my recommendation is you have a friend that say, you know, purposely, I just really want to bring out this problem and just tell it out. And you know you trust this friend. You know that this friend will just ask more delving questions, more, well, you know, kind of like digging you through your whole entire feeling set. It's like a counselor, but they're your friend because they know how to ask these questions to be able to assist you in helping you find your own solution because you do have the solution in you. The solution is in there. And a lot of times it's the, oh, why didn't I think of that? And, oh, that seems so simple. But really you got to go through the feeling set to be able to, to find it. Or have someone that's a skilled friend that would be able to guide you in that. Uh, growing up with my mother, I had to 
survive and be able to read her emotions at, at any given time. As you know how it is with abusers, you have to learn them. You have to learn the cues. You have to learn the body language. Um, and it would just lessen your severity of whatever. Because if you can anticipate and read them, then you can you can have less abuse, you know, for lack of better words. So that's one of the skills that I gained. And a lot of counselors and, and a lot of self-help book authors will, you'll notice that they have very, very, you know, traumatic childhood and they have had their own challenges of being raised by an abuse abuser and uh, you know some is is extreme and um, but I developed a skill to be able to read people's feelings and be able to know which way that they are going what I'll get an intuition of what what is the question that needs to be asked so I can help them discover themselves and discover that one piece that had they not been asked that question or you know provoke that thought path that they would have not come to that conclusion so you know eventually I'd like to be um I don't know if I want to call it a life coach or a motivational speaker I didn't really know how to name it but A, a thought guide might be a good description. Could be um, and another thing that you want in the in your person that's you know gonna guide you to you, or at least give you a safe place for you to be you, and to say what you need to say so you can get to the solution and the conclusion that you need to. That's going to be benevolent. Is you want that person to have just um, intrinsically altruistic. And I hope I use both of those words right, but I love words. They're like clothing, and they they help you dress up. You know, you, they make you feel a little bit more formal, more polished. I I just I just like words, and I like using. I, I like congratulating myself when I use a good word set or a combination. But that's a fancy word, word way to say that they just care about people. And they care about you. And it doesn't matter if they've known you for 5 years, 15 years, 5 minutes. They're still going to care about you as a person. They may not know you. And when I mean they, I mean me. They might, might not have... Knowing your quirks and your likes and your, um, you know, your patterns of energy level, like your low energy at particular time of the week or time of the day or, you know, what, what energizes you. But just overall in a, in a basic set of, of appreciation for the God's creatures and the miracles that he created because each one is and how they choose to respond to the miracle of self and existence that's that has a contributing factor. So I'm mean, gonna all that's fancy to say is I would like to 
You get paid to help someone to be a, um, a thought guide. Maybe that's not it e either because it would be like I'm planting thoughts, but I'm not planting thoughts. What I'm doing is I'm saying there are possibilities and there are benefits and advantages and you don't see them because you're sad or you don't see them because you're anxious. You've got these mists that, that come over and you can't see. And so if you could talk it out, it's almost like dispersing the mist and dispersing the, the veils, the, the weatherish kind of veils. And it lets you see that your landscape better, your, your mental landscape, your, where you've been, where you are, where you're going. And really, honestly, go to any counselor, go to, go to any, any kind of therapy, get into a support group, go on, get, you know, join support groups, just do something. Because, well, you're worth it. And the people that depend on you and lean on you, like your loved ones, your children, or those you care for, they're worth it. But first you. You have to take care of you. Because without a you, you are the foundation. Without a you, there is no benefit to anyone else. And honestly, you are responsible for you. First. And it's not selfish. It's... Mm, It's like main main you have a building and you're maintaining it. It, it needs per, periodic repair. It needs um, inspections to, you know, see if that door that's been open and closed many many times if it if it's creaking, then you give it oil. So you're just all you're doing is just doing self maintenance, self repair. And so taking that time and, and taking that intention, oh, beady beeps, sorry about that, um, that is, all that is, is just saying, okay, you know, God made miracles, but you have to upkeep it, you know, this body, this mind, this soul, and you have to, you don't have to do anything, but it's my suggestion that you do keep up on your maintenance because you don't want to end up in in the hospital, so to speak, um, with all these things when you could have been maintenancing the whole time. So a lot of society tells us that we have to put our needs aside. We have to um, make others... Okay, I apologize for that. I'm on. I'm on the. On, I'm on. Uh, groups and you know you get notifications and such. But um, let me turn it down a bit. Maybe I can turn it down. Turn off the notifications. I just don't want to turn off the feature of the the volume, you know, because um, you know, word is my art right now and. And it's, um, you might think of it as um, a metaphorical newsborn. It could be a metaphorical band-aid. It could be something that's like a splint. 
until you get to proper um, medical attention. Like you, um, you gotta immobilize something for it to heal. You can't keep running on empty and then, <laughs> you know, you're going to strip out, I don't know, engine talk. So, but you'll, you'll get to the point of irreparable damages. And that's when you have a major, I believe that it manifests in your body in a medical kind of way eventually, or it can give you symptoms that you go, oh my gosh, I've got extreme fatigue, I go to sleep, I wake up, I'm not rested, I take a nap, I'm not rested, uh, my anxieties are just through the roof, and I got I got this unsettled, on alert, I startle easy, I have all these problems kind of <clears throat> symptoms, that's at the point where you're just running on fumes. And how do you get back to good? It's really, I found it to be in 2013. Yes, the, the you know, having, creating, what, what do you call it? Um, purposefully getting rid of toxins in the house, like your household cleaners, you know, changing them to natural and natural hair, body, and anything that touches your skin because your skin is just basically, it absorbs. It's the largest organ, ugh, largest organ on your body. And it's everything that touches it is going to get in your body. So it's called transdermal. It goes across the skin and into your system. Um, goodness, I feel like I've talked into a, onto a tangent. I just don't want to lose the, the, the point and the moment, momentum. Momentum. <laughs> been doing that more lately when I've been getting older. Um, but I'm no medical expert. All I have is my experience of growing up in a tense childhood. It was traumatic. And then having many, many people do one part or small parts. And they all contributed in their angelic kind of way. And made me better. And others, you know, they did major, major things. But don't ever think that just you doing your one small thing for someone. Like, that's, that's not enough. But that could be an, an everything to someone else. It could be an example that's going to help them towards the next sane example and, and sense that things are good, people are good in the world. Sometimes people just need a little symbol. You don't know what their symbol is. Between them and God, they have a symbol. I have a friend, and her symbol between her and the Lord Jesus is a white feather. And so she was over at my house, and I had a couch with pillows that happened to have white feathers in them. And sometimes they would come out. And so... I was pouring into her and being kind and sharing all that I had with her in a conversation. And on the floor, whatever it was, she felt right about that moment. 
and she and the Lord had a connection by the white feather that she saw on my floor. And it made her smile and it made her feel connected. And it was a moment that we had. But you just don't know the sign or the word that is means something to someone. And you did it and you didn't even know it. So don't let your power be removed by saying, Oh, I didn't contribute hours and hours with someone or sometimes it's just that one moment and that minute and that flicker um that represents something to someone you don't know and I know you probably had it done to you too because someone did that for you I don't know I was in an apartment complex when I was in seventh grade and life just happened to me and sometimes mom tried try to do stuff and it never did last do stuff that that was good for me, but, you know, she, there was a, a lady who, I don't know how it started, I don't know the connection that my mother had with her, I don't know if she was just someone that came through the apartment complex and, and, you know, said, hey, I can bring your kid to church, well, there was this woman, she was, she was a beautiful 20s, in her 20s, and, um, and so I would go to church with her, I'd, driving on it and it was probably close by I shut out a lot of my memories back then but I just had flickers right now I have flickers of memories and it was just her and I there wasn't another child and I don't remember going that many times to church with her and that's why I say your investment doesn't have to be the size that you think it is. It is the size that that person had. And it carries them into the next gift of someone else. It's kind of like a relay race. You gave your bit for that moment. And then you don't even know it when the torch is passed. Because you don't see it. You've, ar- you've already left that person's life for individual whatever. But anyway, her torch and her moment for me and her investment. And I can clearly see the memory of her is watching her sing at church. And seeing that connection with God and I just thought she was beautiful for it. Almost like an angelic level. So that memory, it was a seed. And you don't you're not always going to be there to see that come out of the ground and grow. You just planted it. And then you've moved on. And that, that individual has moved on. And you don't see what you have planted and what what happened there. What good thing happened. But it did happen. And so you can't minimize your contribution level. Okay? Don't do it. Your contribution level, it could, it could last one minute. But to an individual, it could... Have changed their entire world. And you would never have known it. Like. uh, So that was one moment. Another moment. It was strikingly. It's just. It was an example of a mother and a child. I had a friend that my mom would let me stay the night with. And she had a mother. And so that mother invited me. To go to vacation Bible school. With. Of course her and her daughter. And mom let me go. And. Uh. 
the rest of the vacation Bible forgot it. But it wasn't about the vacation Bible school. But for me, what was cemented, and it was tattooed into my mind and my memories in a good way, is her daughter. I think her name is Mrs. Thompson. Mom always called her Mrs. Thompson. Her daughter popped off, just said something like statsy and snarky, and then and she yelled at her. She snapped back. She's like, well, you don't talk to me like that. You just watch your mouth. It wasn't that long after. And I've seen that example before. I got the fuck knocked off out of my mouth many, many times. And there was, usually I was told to say thank you for the beatings that I received. Um, but that was common. But the next little event that took place not too long after, let's just say it was under 10 minutes, 15 minutes, it was, hey, look, I snapped at you. And I'm really sorry. And I don't remember how the daughter took it. Maybe it was something that she was used to because that's the life that God gave her and the parents that God gave her. But that right there, telling you the light came through the heavens through the clouds and shone down on that and that was something I remember forever and ever they didn't do anything but just live their lives and be the best that they can be that mom who knows if she had a stressful day or if she um you know had a strained relationship with her my own mother or who knows the pressures but she bucked and snapped at her kid and sometimes the kids, they deserve it, but she decided to say, I'm sorry. And I'm like, what is that? And I'm sure if you'd have seen my face, which you can't see your own face when you're a kid. and I can only pretend. But it was a humbleness. It's like, really? Parents are humble? Up to that point, I heard my mother, you know, when I say... Hey, Mom, where are we going? Oh, it's none of your damn business. Don't worry about it. So it was just a lot of disrespect. And it was and it was me singing on the radio, along with the radio. And I'm just starting to go with it and feel the song. And she would say, Shut up! I could not hear the song. Okay, translation. Shut up, I cannot hear the song. She hasn't had an accent. <laughs> and... Okay, that's another thing. I'm like, it's been 40 years. Why can't you break your damn accent? Okay, come on. I'm impatient with you. Oh my gosh. Just, you can cut it. The accent's so damn thick. Um. But, um. Like I said. Just, just live your best life. Be your best person you can be. And, um. Don't think your contributions are small. Because they could be mountainous and co hugely um, symbolic to someone. And something they've not seen before. And of course the bad could go the other way too, you know. But I'm focusing on the positive right now. Because positive 
is harder. Hmm. <laughs> Cat's sleeping next to me. She's listening to my voice. Um, but I guess why I got on tonight is because I was weakened. I was weakened with thoughts of just rejection from men. And one in particular, because when I when I get to know someone and if we're going, you know, next levels and next levels, well, I attach. And I attach strong. And then what happens, my pattern is, is they reject. And then they, they have less communication and less... <sighs> so, that's my issue and that, that's my vulnerability. And, um... Uh, You know, like I told you in the podcast prior, probably not this one I did. This is my third one because I've got energy. I feel like I got a little bit of insight. And uh, I have time when my daughter's not around. Like it feels odd when she's around and I'm podcasting because, you know, it's mom. Who wants to hear about mom's inner needs and... Um, you know, mom's not a real person. Mom's a, she's here to just do and be and live life just to be my mom. You know, mom's not an individual. It's the way kids think. So, and honestly, I'm kind of comforted in just being mom because I do want it to be all about my daughter. Because she's all that matters. And my son. And my own happiness. Um, my happiness is tied to a man, and it just doesn't seem like it ever works out. So I spend a lot of my time unhappy. Do I create it that way? I might. And that's why I get on this podcast and just say say things. So maybe I can stir things up. Saying it out loud, um, writing it with your hand is really good. I bet typing it out would probably have the same effect as writing in a journal. And some of you are like, oh, I don't want my journal to be discovered. And, you know, I don't want my real thoughts. It's true. It's a danger. Um, but personal growth is, is worth it to, um, what do you call it? To have that danger, you know, of somebody finding your stuff. And, you know, you can password protect something. You can, you can file on your computer or on your phone you know you can even voice to text on your phone and in your memo your quick memo section or your post-it note you know app section but um your experiences matter and you should jot them down you should care about you know chronicling your experiences because none is like yours no one has walked your exact path and and um and you're worth it you, you need to know that um so yeah sorry i'm i'm just letting my own you know thoughts that is you know um surface to just Kind of rest because my ex 
he had went to Germany to train some staff uh, when he was offshoring for a company and he was teaching them how to take customer calls. And when he got back, it was my thought that he needed a chiropractor because he had back problems. So when he got back, he started going to a chiropractor and this one chiropractor did, you know, popping his back and then my, my ex-husband talked about everything and we shared everything, but his experience that he shared with, I was never there. I, I might have seen it once, but anyway, I'll describe. And and then after he was done, and he did his chiropractor popping, and then he would do his last one, and with both um, palms of his hands on his back, and then he would just kind of spread them out like he's going to take off flying, but, you know, his hands facing down. And he would go, and rest. And <laughs> him, <laughs> he, would, he would just feel like he had just been in a show. And, and he'd, done, he'd witnessed the chiropractor do his last trick, and rest. So that's what was happening with me is the emotions came out I gave myself quote unquote an adjustment by talking about it and then I rested there for a couple three five seconds um so yeah anyway um Yeah, it's unusual to have time, time to myself, time to just reflect. Because I'm usually just tired from work or I'm investing in my daughter and my daughter's at work right now. So this is really odd. Um, I do know I have business ideas and I need to create like a YouTube account. And so my to-do is create a YouTube account. I have a humor idea and my little brother... He's in his 30s. He suggested that I do this 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 humor channel, and that's a that's a pretty cool idea. And I won't say until I share my YouTube for a while, and then I'll I'll bring it on here and debut it and give you a link and see if you think it's funny too, or or if it's it's unique. Um, don't. I haven't looked it up to see what the competition is, but anyway, I'm the kind that really doesn't see competition. I'm the kind that says, hey, if you're rocking it and you're, you have a humor channel on YouTube and you're gaining from that, I'm so happy. I don't ever want someone else not to have. I always am so happy when someone has in any kind of abundance, you know, whether it's money, relationship, they've got that guy, and, oh, you know, you see it on Facebook, which, okay, let's not argue about Facebook and reality and stuff. I'm not doing that. We're going to stay on the positive. Um, and they've got that job, and they've got those kids, and they've got that family, you know, oh, they love their mom and this relationship. 
I never want them not to have because I don't have. I don't mind them having when I don't have because I am a generally happy for people person. And not everybody's like that. I've got a friend who, <laughs> you know, I'd, I'd come up on the feminist conversation before with you about how women hold women back, color holds color back, minority holds minority back in some degrees. And if the things in your house or in your color and your sex, which is, you know, women kind or mankind or minority kind, if things aren't in order in your house and you're not supporting each other, you got to take care of that first before you start asking the outside to take care of you. Or at least check all the boxes. Like, what do you do to, to support your own kind? I'm a minority. I'm Latina. Um, it's, you've heard me say I'm an immigrant. I'm an immigrant that came here in 1980. And so I can talk about minorities. I can say there's a disparity of color-to-color -color support. Um, black men will prefer very light-skinned black ladies. Okay, brothers. Love your black queens. Love the dark skin. They're beautiful. Um, so, black needs to take care of black. Um, brown needs to take care of brown. Latino needs to take care of Latino. Watch out for each other. You can't put it all on everyone else. And then, let's just bring it down to, you know, color self needs to take care of color self. Minority self needs to take care of minority self. With, through self-love, self-compassion. And it's... You know, these divisions are created. We're all beautifully made. Different kind of noses, different kinds of eye shapes, um, um, different kind of cheekbones, setting, hair texture. I find us all to be just beautiful. Of course, I had, what do you call it? Prejudices instilled. And so, yeah, I have to unlearn those. And that's, it's kind of like, um, you have to be purposeful. And, um, it's easy to self-boost when you're trying to compare yourself with someone else. So, yeah, I fall into that. I'm not perfect. I'm a human. Um, it's, it's this part of it. But, you know, anything can be achieved with practice. And, um, so, I know that I'm the type of person that is going to take care of womankind in my mind. By being optimistic about, about women, about truly supporting women, about trying to be understanding of women. Well, I mean, I told you podcast before how my mother hated women. She was a woman herself, and she always ran with men. Oh. Uh. Oh. Uh. Okay. Take my meaning. Um, but uh, women were always a threat to uh, these bitches trying to take her man. And I'm like, <sighs> thinking now, if he's going to go, let him go. You know, I'd rather have rich friendships with a lady than than um, be concerned about 
her taking my man, if if that's what happens in the end, then she had me fooled. And, you know, I no longer trust that female. But am I going to care less about all female kind? No. I'm still going to care about them. Because it's up to be a female. It's a unique struggle. Um, and it's real. It's a unique struggle. Because, um, you know, I subscribe to the the pressures of the patriarchal expectations and, you know, a different standard for women versus men. And, and I recognize that women judge women, women compare to women, um, and that is what's keeping that glass ceiling in place to a large degree. So, yeah, women shame other women for being in touch with her her pleasures, quests. If she were to be um, more in touch with, with that side of her, her persona, anything that looks like a man, you know, other women will critique and scrutinize them if they have masculine tendencies of being driven or being you know, coarse and talk, or anything, they just, they name call. And so as I'm raising my daughter, because I'm changing the world through her, because she is the world, and one day, I won't be here. And it will be up to her to change the world, in the way she lives, and she carries out her life. And if she has children, she'll change the world through her children, too. But in the meantime, she'll change the world just by being her beautiful self. I don't know where I was going, looping that. Um, but I just know that the comparisons, um, they have to stop celebrating when another woman fails. That has to stop. And that is, that could be in the form of gossip. <coughs> Excuse me. And just this, this, um, this envy. Like I have a friend who is envious of women around her, and um, she just kind of snubbed them, certain particular women. Um, and I think I see through it, and I'm, I'm, my judgment may be off, you know, because, um, but. If 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 they have more than her, if they have the husband and the and the kid or kids, or they have the house that she doesn't have, and instead of celebrating that another woman of my kind, or you know a, a human of my kind, which is woman, has something, even if I if she doesn't or you know, I don't, she doesn't celebrate it. She's she kind of goes into a a pity and a comparison pity party and says and just kind of makes them kind of I don't know how to describe it I'm sorry I don't have the perfect words 
She just doesn't celebrate them. And in fact, you know, she kind of walks away from them. And I just see it. And I'm like disgusted with it. Yeah, I know. Why is a friend talking about a friend like that? But Anyway, maybe that's my vulnerability and my weakness that I have to work on. But I don't like my womankind being mistreated. And if I see one woman mistreating another woman, then it hurts me. Because uh, that's just my nature. That's the way I grew up. Or I grew in my life. And I grew to have these opinions. And just because I say it and just because it's on a podcast doesn't make it right. It just makes it my thoughts and my perspectives. Um, but if you see some um, something in, in what I say that that improves your life, then all that I endured had a, a purpose. And that's one of the problems I had, is having had those kind of abuses and those kind of childhood experiences mean nothing. They must mean something. I owe it to the little girl in me. Because she still cries. She still aches over memories. I don't know if that's something you ever get over completely, but you manage. You know, you might walk with a gun, but you're still walking. You know, you might you might have a hip replacement, and there's a, a piece in there that, st- that will ache you, but you're still walking. You're still moving. I'm still moving, and I'm still helping. I'm still providing. Um, Contributing, and I'm, I'm, I've got something that I can I can give, and I give without expectation or cost or obligation. Um, down the line, you know, would I like to see you know monetary type of uh, transformation, or you know, addition to me? Yeah, I'd like to work less at the factory. That would be good, um, and I would like to have a self-pride that I created something where there was nothing, and I help people at the same time. And what I mean by that is, you know, um, when I left my ex, I didn't take anything, but took over the payment payments of the van. You know, we were together 25 years, and you know, you've heard me talk about him. And hopefully you remember it in a positive way that I said things positively. Um, but, you know, there was some messaging from him to my children that was like, well, your mom's a loser. She does, she lives in a poor apartment. Uh, she she is nothing without me. Yeah, he, he was a breadwinner. He took care of our finances and he he provided everything and... You know, I've talked fondly of that and with admiration and respect. But, you know, all those positive things that kind of went out the door when I left. And I followed the way I wanted to. So, finding my own way of monetizing and creating something from, say, my thoughts by helping someone. Well, that's proving something to him. And I know, I know, I don't need to, but 
He was banking on me to fail. He was banking on me to come back to him and say, please, take me back. I'm not going to. And that might be a, you know, well, you'll be sorry because you left me. You know, that's, that's true in particular ways, you know. And I've talked about that with you all. But I've got... I've been... God's given me ideas. God's given me avenues. And God gave me this perspective and this voice and this mind. And it's Him that's going to give me everything I need. And you know, when I was a young one and, and I was lonely and I wanted someone to love and cherish me, He did bring me along my, my ex-husband at the time. And He was everything to me. And right now, He still is something to me. In a different way. You know, I I cherish the time that we had together, and I cherish his investment. You know, we both give each other our youth. We gave each other our, the 20s, the 30s, and half of our 40s. So, we've, we've got decades of investment in each other, and, you know, differences and such have us where we are right now because he had said to me before he said Yolanda when we would fight and he just kind of came to a place of peace and he just had a little bit of introspection and it might have been a little bit of fortuitous kind of speaking but he said Yolanda he says I just wonder if somebody is out there better suited for you and I would just scoff at him and I would say no uh-uh, no. You're what I want. And I meant that for many, many, many years. Until I didn't. And those last... Probably two years that we were together is... Um... It's the beginning of the end. It's coming up to... To someday soon... See the... The movie credits of our time together. So yeah, so coming into coming out here into dating. Well I guess I just expected them to be as good and as loyal and as generous as my ex husband. And I had a great big awakening on that one. Kids <laughs> My hillbilly came out. I'm based out of Kentucky. <laughs> you gotta know. You might have been able to tell by my, my accent. Some people say they hear a Latino accent. Yeah, they say it's a mixture. I have heard it in my own. I've heard that Spanish accent. But, but really, you know, we're all just trying to figure it out. You know, every day might hold a new puzzle piece. And you gotta hold out for the next day, because you might find your new puzzle piece. And it just might make the whole picture just that much more clear. So, I know we lose hope. I know it just feels very, very bad sometimes. But if you've noticed, go to sleep and wake up. And really, honestly, sometimes that's what, what will help you 
gain some clarity. I might. What? Hmm. A friend was saying that he knows six languages and that he's not fluent in them all, but if that person goes slow, I can understand. Um. Sorry. Sometimes I, I double task. It's no, it's not good. It's not a good habit. But uh, I just hope that you see your worth when you hear these podcasts. That's what I want. I want the underlining theme to be is. Hopefully, I can show you your own worth. The help assisting you to assist yourself. In maintaining a, a positive connection with yourself. Because if you weren't shown that example, or if you were mistreated when you are younger, you don't know how to do that. I know I didn't know how to do that. Um, but, you know, this may be one of those many hands examples. You might listen to me, you know, once a, once a week, once a month. You might watch something inspiring. You might watch a tearjerker movie, and that, that give you a small insight and all these things they they're there and it's because you've been a searcher you've been a light searcher you've been a light sleuth uh, light chaser is what I said in the last episode um, a hope chaser and uh, so keep up doing what you're doing in your right times you get to decide what that is what that when that is um, I just I have enjoyed this you know honestly it's it's like a, a vocal documentary diary journal entry I know I said all this in a string and it didn't make sense, but but I said them. <laughs> and maybe you do you need to do the same thing too. Because I'm recording this on an audio recorder on my phone and then I import it into the podcast. But who's to say you just couldn't either do a video journal? I've done that before. I did that two years ago. Well, more like December two thousand nineteen, around that fall, you know, winter time. You know, and that, that kind of got helped. I, I don't go back. But I do know that one one day I'll have tons of time. And then I'll go back and I'll just kind of go, oh, okay, yeah, I remember that struggle. And, and I'm not going to minimize it and say, well, why, why couldn't you figure it out? Look at me today. I'm not having that problem today. What was wrong with you? Nothing. Nothing was wrong with that individual. You individual. You know, past you. Let's say if you had a video journal all this time and you went back and you listened. And you know, honestly, another reason for a video journal is because we're aging. We're not going to look like that for very long. All the ages. If you are 23, 27, 
start video journaling because you're, you're 33, 43, you're 37, you're 47 year old will appreciate you because you can just admire yourself when you're a young person. We're not going to stay young forever. And if you're an older person, video journal anyway. If you're 65, you know, it's yours. It, you are a gift. You are a treasure. Capture that. Capture your words. Capture your thoughts. Uh, because you're worth it. That's it. You're worth it. And I don't have to tell you. I, I'm nobody to tell you that. But our creator, he created you. And he is impressed on me that he makes miracles and he made the human mind, which is a miracle, and he made biology and cells, different kinds of cells and chemicals that happen in the cells and the brain, um, the synapses that are the electrical transportation of mm, whatever thoughts. I'm not sure. I'm not very biologically aware. Um, but those are all incredible and one a whole system of computers cannot match up to the power of the brain and all its its thought processes and your, you you hold a soul that's a treasure an infinity treasure please I hope I convinced you please 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 and I hope that uh, that you see that you're worth an investment an investment in being more purposeful about how you think in your head, the words you use. So, yeah, I'm of the kind of person that subscribes to the, you know, I don't mind the pain if it's got some purpose. And, and I did. I had a lot of pain growing up. So, I had a lot of counseling if you're concerned. I most of ninety five percent, ninety one percent of the time I live a very, very good life. I'm very happy. I have friends, um, that just makes me feel enriched. I have enriching, you know, very meditative, beautiful moments and just I will have bliss highs. They just <laughs> occur. It can be prompted by music and can be prompted by love and thoughts of something or someone. And I'm just sent into euphoric elations. I don't know how to describe it beyond what I just did. <laughs> so that is my description. And I just, joy. Intense and pure joy. I will experience those things. And it just... I know that I sit with the emotion because it might last 30 minutes. But then, I, you know, after 30 minutes has lapsed, oh, oh, maximum time is 60 minutes. Keep an eye on the clock. Thank you, Anchor, for reminding. Um, because it's 55 minutes. And I, I will. I will experience these things because I have shed a lot of emotional baggage. Do I have some left? Yes. As you heard me lament in this podcast, I still boohoo and get teary-eyed and sad over my, my childhood. Or my boohoo over, you know, being rejected by men. I put myself in those situations. But 
because I have shed a lot and and healed a lot, the Lord has healed so much in me. Now I'm emptier and other things can come in, these emotions, like bliss, joy. And that's the way God had intended us to feel all the time. Bliss, joy, happiness. So, I don't want it to be a long time before I podcast again, but, you know, life is, just carries me away sometimes when it's, or I go through an emotional something and I'm in my lows, you know, in my valleys. And I don't want to come back and get on here and just cry about it. You know, I want to wait till I'm strong. Like, I feel a little stronger, even though I did lament about the guys. Um, but I do feel stronger. Uh, feel more positive, enlightened. So, I don't feel quite done talking, so I'll probably do another one here. Um, but that's just my fancy way of saying, I hope I won't stay away and I'll try to come back. I had been doing a daily podcast, but and then it turned into a weekly, and then now I know I let three weeks lapse. But when I come back, you're, I'm going to come back as a new, newly educated person in life. I don't know the wording. Um, but you're going to have honest me. It's going to be authentic me. It's going to be, you know, I've sensed this, I've felt this, and here's my interpretation, my perspective on it, and here's how I... I'm trying to get over it. Or or it might be a pervading thought that I, I felt it needed to be said. You know, like your self-talk. No, I'm going to say that over and over again, but it just can't be said enough. Self-talk. Need to have positive self-talk. Or at least come come to um, to let it come to consciousness. Say, you know, I don't know how to do all that. That's silly. I feel stupid talking to myself. It's fine. It's it's out there. The idea is there. You've got it. But um, I do. I enjoy building up the people that I encounter. My friends. Um, I, I, I say admiring things to them. If it's on Facebook, I say admiring things about that person. Even if it's some kind of, you know brag about something always I just am happy for them promise I promise 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 um for the most part strangers I've got some Amazon stories maybe I can get on and tell you about that you know when I work there and I just kind of mouth off and pop off and get get snarky and sassy when somebody makes me mad at work you know like I got belly bumped I'll just tell you the gist of it, because i got like 30 seconds, and then I have to sign off, um, and I'm thinking, you could have walked around, why did you have to belly bump me, the second one was, is this once man was yelling in his language, or our language, Spanish, and he was talking to his neighbors, and I said, I don't think you're loud enough, I said, and he goes, what, I'm sorry, I said, I don't think the other side of the building heard you, maybe you should speak up, and, you know, I was coarse, I was mean I shouldn't have said that but I did <sighs> y'all gotta know I'm a fire sign if that makes any sense so but we got seconds left in this podcast episode I'm so glad that you listened me out and I hope that you feel like you have a friend
because you do. I'm your, I'm your, your advocate. Take care of yourself. Bye.